0: The Buckeyes have an unusual amount of pressure on their shoulders this year. How does the team feel about it? I'll tell you, Locked On Big Ten starts right now. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We always appreciate it very much. And, of course, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we're brought to you by FanDuel, FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets Guaranteed. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Well, on today's show, we are going to talk about this amazing pressure on Ohio State. It's always there, but it seems like it is up a notch this year, maybe more so than anywhere else. We'll check in on a few places in the final week of camp and our Tuesday tweets. We'll see if your tweet made it on to the podcast today. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked On Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way, you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Okay, let's talk about this pressure on Ohio State and what the Buckeyes face and how the team is dealing with it. And, look, there's a handful of colleges that have this kind of pressure every year. What kind of pressure is that? It's the kind of pressure where you, you can't lose a single game all year. I mean, 98% of all colleges' uh, teams would, would be thrilled with 11-2 and two records every year and a chance to go to the playoffs. But some schools, even that's not good enough. It's a short list, you know, like maybe Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, and I'm going to get in trouble for this. I would not put Michigan in that same category just because of looking at all the patience they had at the beginning with Jim Harbaugh when he couldn't beat Ohio State. Look, if Ryan Day goes four or five years in a row without beating Michigan, you think he's going to be allowed to stay? Even if he wins like 80, 90% of his game? I don't think so. At Michigan, that didn't happen. So that doesn't mean Michigan doesn't want to win as badly. That doesn't mean Michigan doesn't want to beat Ohio State, but I just think it's just a different level. And plus, you know, Michigan's got other rivalries like uh, Michigan State around the corner, even though Ohio state is the rival best one in college sports, best one in sports period. I don't want to belittle that. They also have rivalries in state with, with Michigan state occasionally throwing a Notre Dame, that kind of thing. Look, Ohio state has the one rival. It is Michigan. They have to beat them. That makes the pressure even tighter and more focused. So I don't want to take away from any of that. They were 11 and two last year and one kick away at the end of a game from making it to a national championship. Yet this year's camp, from what I've seen, seems very businesslike, almost stoic. And it just, it almost feels like, hey, last year was a failure and we've got to take that next step to get back to where we were and beating Michigan and winning college football playoff games and winning national championships. That's what it feels like. And that's the pressure that Ryan Day, head coach of the Buckeyes, has to face each and every day while he's there. It's been five years now. Uh, And in those five years, Ryan Day has lost a total of six games. And all everybody really wants to talk about are the last two losses to Michigan or the last two losses last year, which did include Michigan, and then the last-second playoff loss to Georgia. That's all everybody's talking about. Yet, over the past five years... Ryan Day is the second has the second-highest uh, FBS winning percentage among all coaches in college football, except for a guy by the name of Nick Saban at Alabama. Ryan Day has won 88% of his games. I have told you on this podcast before, he could run the table this season and get to the Michigan game in November and be undefeated. That will raise his winning percentage to 90%. That'll be tops anywhere. And yet, if he loses that Michigan game, people are going to lose their minds. That's what I'm talking about, about that extra layer of pressure uh, now that they've lost to Michigan two years in a row. It is there, and it is palpable. I think they're up for the challenge. I I think they're ready for it. I think they acknowledge it. But that's what they have to deal with, and you don't have to deal with that at every campus in America. It's only a select few that have to deal with that that kind of pressure day in and day out. So that's the backdrop to the story uh, story storyline for the Buckeyes this season. And then, oh, by the way, on top of that, it's the quarterback situation. Kyle McCord and Devin Brown go into the wire trying to figure out who the starting quarterback is going to be here. And my question is, do they have no quarterbacks or do they have two starters? The reason I only bring that up is because, there used to be a saying, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none, right? Because one's not good enough to assert himself. You really don't have a starter. Ohio State seems to feel like, no, they not only have uh, one good starter, they've got two guys that would start anywhere else in the country. And they're taking their time trying to figure out who that guy is going to be. Um, and, you know, you got to give Ryan Day the benefit of the doubt here. He has a wonderful track record with quarterbacks while he's been at Ohio State. J.T. Barrett, Dwayne Haskins, Justin Fields, C.J. Stroud. Those four four guys, when they were at Ohio State, averaged 4,000 yards passing a year and 40 touchdowns a year. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty amazing. And on top of that, not only do they produce, they also take care of the football. Uh, J.T. Barrett. Through 104 touchdowns, 104 touchdowns had 30 interceptions. That's a pretty good ratio. Dwayne Haskins, 54 touchdowns, nine interceptions. That's it. Justin Fields. 63 touchdowns, nine interceptions. And CJ Stroud 85 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. This is pretty good. That's phenomenal. You're not going to beat that anywhere. So I like his track record, and remember, those quarterbacks I mentioned? A guy by the name of Joe Burrow wasn't good enough to crack that lineup. He had to leave. Couldn't get on the field. Transferred to LSU. Went undefeated with Ed Ogeron and won a national championship. Now he's one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. Right? Now, Day would have liked to have named a starter at Ohio State last week at the latest. But he hasn't. And unless he makes an announcement before Thursday, it kind of feels like this competition is headed right into the game in Bloomington on Saturday against the Indiana Hoosiers. Now, McCord has a little bit more experience. Not not much, but he's completed 16 passes, and he's thrown a touchdown uh, while backing up C.J. Stroud. Brown, on the other hand, was the fifth-rated quarterback of the 2022 uh, high school class, and he he hasn't played. He has no experience. Uh, By the way, he's going to wear number 33, and uh that's old old slinging Sammy Ball's number. Now, you uh you youngsters out there, I'll have to include myself among you because this is way before my time. Sammy Ball was uh a two-time NFL champion back in the late 1930s and early 1940s. That was a while ago. War number 33. So that's uh that's why Brown wants to be in honor of that. He says he's worn that number since he was a seven-year-old kid because of Sammy Ball. Just throw that little fun fact out at you. But, you know, many, myself included, thought that this would be McCord's job because he did have some experience. He was kind of waiting in the wings. But the fact that he's not the clear-cut winner at this point seems to favor Brown. He's been hanging in there, right? Or maybe this is a two-quarterback system for the first few games of the system. Not what I would prefer. I'm sure it's not what Ryan Day prefers, but maybe that's the direction they are headed here. So I'm not sure uh, how all this is going to play out. It's going to be fun to watch, that's for sure. And then, by the way, whoever gets the job, you get to throw the ball to Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka uh, Emeka Ibuka, uh two of the best receivers in all college football. It's going to be it's going to be a field day out there. And they're going to do it with uh, Brian Hartline, going to be calling the plays as offensive coordinator. He's going to be calling the plays, though, for the first time. Ryan Day is giving that up this year. Hartline taking over for Kevin Wilson, who left for the Tulsa job. Um, take care of the play calling and everything. Uh, Ryan day is going to try and be in touch with more departments and delegate a little bit, but he'll still have input certainly on this offense. And this is an offense. that's going to have a lot of new faces on the offensive line, including center and tackle. And, uh, I, that would be the one thing. If you had to look at this team, that is, I don't want to say a perfect roster cause it's, it's not, but it's, it's pretty good. Question mark is how there's going to be a lot of new faces on the offensive line. How quickly do they gel? It's a very important position that just doesn't happen overnight. The, the whole line as a whole, five guys. By the way, the Buckeyes have a- added uh, eight guys to the roster from the transfer portal that were either four or five stars as high school players. Just throw that in. So uh, I don't think any of them are going to crack the starting lineup, but they're going to be as deep uh, as any other team, as and you know, like Penn State and Michigan, that deep. So uh, the roster is loaded. That this is so good you can't crack the top uh, the starting lineup even if you're a four or five star out of high school or a transfer. This is a team that led FBS football in scoring the last four years at 44.9 points a game, so almost 45 points a game, and number one in FBS at more than seven yards a play. Yeah, every just every play you're just cranking out seven yards. Just every two plays we're moving the chains. It's 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 phenomenal. The question mark sort of was defense. Now, last year, the defense looked pretty good for the most part. They gave up 17 points per game in the first 11 games. That's as good as anybody. Well, maybe Iowa was a little better, but that's about it. That's pretty good. But the last two games against Michigan and against Georgia gave up almost 44 points on average. And as Ryan Day says, that, uh, that left us with a little bit of scar tissue. So defensive coordinator Jim Knowles, He knows that uh, the difference between an 11-win season, which would be great anywhere else, and winning a national championship is a few details in a few games. A few explosive plays here or there, and the whole thing's over, right? He says it boils down to the small details of practice, which translate to the small details of the games, which translate into the results. He says he's been coaching a long time. He says the job is always the same, but the expectations are just a little bit different at Ohio State. And he's right. The schedule, they start out at Indiana, as we mentioned. They got uh, the road games at Notre Dame. That's going to be exciting at the end of September. They're at Wisconsin. They're at Michigan. Michigan games at Ann Arbor this year. They got a home tilt against Penn State. That's a pretty tough schedule, but it's a typical schedule for the Buckeyes. And like I said, they might even be undefeated, maybe, going up to that last game at Ann Arbor, uh, taking on the Michigan Wolverines. And that's when the real pressure starts for these guys. Uh, take your comments on it. Hit me up on Twitter at TalkBig10 or comments here on YouTube if you're watching on video. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, the national pundits are checking in with their Big 10 predictions now that we're on game week here. Predictions I've been giving you all summer long, I might add, but we'll put them on the record and we'll check them all out. And later on, Tuesday tweets. It's all coming up right here on Lockdown Big 10. Lockdown Big 10 is sponsored by Better Help. And this is for you if you're thinking about getting some therapy. This is something you want to definitely consider whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, your relationships or anything else. Therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement and be ready to take on your life. Maybe you can learn some new coping skills, some positive coping skills, set some boundaries, just be a better version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist. And by the way, if you decide you want to switch therapists, you could do that uh, anytime, no additional charge. So let therapy be your map. With better help visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on college, and today, and you'll get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P dot com slash locked on college. All right, so I mentioned a lot of pundits are checking in with their opinions on how things are going to go, and that does include around the big 10, by the way. So I don't know if, um, you know, a lot of people are talking about, look, it's Michigan, it's Ohio state. Some people throw in Penn state. Some people say Wisconsin coming out of the other division, Iowa. Well, after, uh, making their, uh, week zero picks this weekend, uh, ESPN game day, did you catch it over the weekend? They, uh, they start making their predictions about the conferences, uh, around college football. Desmond Howard, of course, picked Michigan. Why wouldn't he? This is J.J. McCarthy's going to step up, and he's got the most loaded backfield in the country behind him. All true. Kirk Herbstreet, on the other hand, of course, picked Ohio State. He addressed the Buckeyes' defense, giving up those explosive plays at the end of the year last year against Michigan and Ohio State. But he feels like uh, Jim Knowles, the defensive coordinator, has had an entire offseason to address those problems, and he expects them to be fixed and for them to move on. So it was 1-1, and then Pat McAfee on the set broke the tie, went Ohio State's way says after what has happened to them the last two years, that they should have the right attitude and culture and mindset to go ahead and change the result this year and win. Also, the Big Ten Network's uh, analyst, Nicole Auerbach, She said people are underestimating Wisconsin running back Braylon Allen. Well, we just featured Braylon Allen in our conversation Friday on our podcast about Wisconsin. So other people are overlooking Braylon Allen, not us here at Lockdown Big Ten. But nonetheless, I mean, he's rushed for over 2,500 yards and 23 touchdowns the last two years. Maybe he'll catch some touchdown passes this year as Luke Fickle and Phil Longo, all right, installing that air raid offense we spent time talking about. And they open up the season uh, against Buffalo on Saturday. By the way, though, I saw another article on the Badgers from The Athletic. And they had a fun fact. Um, for, they made some predictions about the Badgers. First of all, they said Tanner Mordecai will break Russell Wilson's single-season passing yards record, but not his touchdown record there, um, which would be 3,175 yards. Also, 33 touchdowns against four interceptions, mind you. That was pretty good. Uh, It predicted the air raid offense will be more 50-50. I found this to be fascinating. And then they said, look, Phil Longo, when he was at North Carolina from 2019 to 2022, ran the ball 45% of the time. That is close to 50-50. Is this going to be an air raid or not at Wisconsin? Stay tuned. The Athletic also went on to say that Wisconsin will beat Ohio State. For the first time since 2010. Last year, let me remind you, Wisconsin did not pass the 50-yard line against Ohio State until they fell behind by four touchdowns in that game. So, you know, I don't know how much has changed in a year. We'll find out. But I don't know if I would go out. Maybe. I mean, it'll be a tough game. It'll be a fun game. Here's a Penn State fun fact for you. Uh, Trace McSorley and Sean Clifford. By the way, Trace McSorley just got released by the Patriots. Uh, Trace McSorley and Sean Clifford. Combined for 47 career passes, uh, pass attempts, 47 attempts combined between the two of them before they ended up getting their first start. So not much. Drew Aller threw 60 passes last year, and he's presumed going to be the starter this year. McSorley went 11 and three his first year as a starter and won a Big Ten title. Clifford went 11 and two and won the Cotton Bowl. So maybe some good things in store for Drew Aller. Um, and he's got a better offensive line than those guys had this year at Penn state. It's no question. He does. And also I want to let you know that, uh, Purdue has announced that former boiler and Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Mike Allstock, remember him? The big bruising fullback. He's going to be the boiler's honorary captain for Purdue's opener against Fresno state this weekend. So that's pretty cool. I want to take a minute here to uh, thank all of you for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every day. Our um, first Big Ten game is two days away, Thursday night. Are you ready? We're going to be all over it. Meanwhile, uh, make sure to subscribe. Always looking for more subscribers. Just click it on. It's free. It's good to go. And you'll be helping us out. And if you're uh, checking out this podcast uh, via some other means, uh, I invite you all to share, follow. And like Lockdown Big Ten, asking you to do that. Uh, that would be very much appreciated. Coming up, our next uh, weekly feature, it's our Tuesday tweets. We'll find out if your tweet made it. Uh, we're going to feature some of those. It's all coming up here on Locked On Big Ten. But before we do, I want to tell you about FanDuel. That's right. We are uh, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, and they've got a great deal for you. Uh, with football season here and giving you a chance to win all season long because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get uh, bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. You just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory and I always like to keep you update updated on this uh, just for fun, the Super Bowl odds going to fan duel right now Kansas City plus 600 six600 uh, 100 bucks get you uh, 600 the Eagles are at plus 800. I told you um, last week, this is, this is the same as last week, but it was a change last week. The Bills, who were plus 1,000, are now plus 900. Uh, Cowboys plus 1,300. Bengals and 49ers at plus 1,000. So go ahead and uh, put some action down and have some fun. By the way, I, went, I really got deep in the weeds with it. I mean, you, you could bet on anything. They said if Arizona beats the Browns in the Super Bowl, it's plus 400,000. You never know. You never know. Anyway, you could use your bets on anything. Spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on and have a lot of fun. That is an absolute blast. Okay, let's uh, get into it. Tuesday tweets. These are always fun. I'm going to put them up on the screen in case you're only listening on the audio version of this uh, podcast somewhere. I'll describe them to you in detail. And First up is from at the University of Michigan football, at football, And it is a nice collage. Uh, game one. Uh, East Carolina versus Michigan. It is ready to go. And it says game week is finally here. I tweeted out a lot of these this week at talk big 10 because uh, virtually every team put out some sort of poster or picture and said, game one is here. Everybody is all excited about the season starting. So I just showed you this one as an example from Michigan. Let's go to this here. This next one is one of the coolest photos I've ever seen. It is from at CF uh, report. That's college football report. It is an overhead shot back in the day of the Rose Bowl, Stanford and Iowa. It says real ones remember when Iowa made the Rose Bowl. That's cool. But the picture itself is an overhead of an overhead. Uh, It is a, there is um, a shot of the, B1 stealth bomber flying over the field during the national anthem. And it is a great shot on top of, of the, the stealth bomber on top of the stadium. It is great. So, by the way, I used to live out there, not too far from the Rose Bowl. And one year on December 31st, I heard this huge rumble over my house. It like something was flying into my... I looked outside. It was the stealth bomber. It was doing a dress rehearsal, timing out the approach to, you know, hit the last uh, note of the national anthem. I always thought stealth bombers were quiet. They're not. You just can't see them on radar, but they're noisy. Large, long rumble. Very cool picture, though. I wanted to share that. Also, this is from at uh, Z Blackerby, Zach Blackerby. By the way, he's uh, the host of Locked On Auburn, and I saw one of his – tweets, and I decided to resend it out. It is a picture of his TV right before we kicked off the college football season week zero this past weekend when Notre Dame took on Navy in uh, Ireland. It's a nice shot. Thought I'd give him some run on that. And then here is from at the mop lady. I use a lot of hers. Uh, She always has some great pictures. This is sunrise over the horizon. Uh, There's uh, Assembly uh, Hall in the background, and there's uh, Memorial Stadium, the football stadium in Bloomington all painted and ready to go and uh, ready to go and host the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes on Saturday. But a beautiful shot of the sunrise over the football stadium in Bloomington. Got a couple more for you here. This is from at Barstool MSU, Michigan State, Barstool Spartans. This is actually a video, a couple seconds long. It's a still shot here. And um, (laughs) it's a couple of kids, uh, not uh, shirtless kids out in the front yard of the frat Playing ping pong ball in an absolute deluge at nighttime uh, of rain. Says it looks like it's clearing up a bit. Might as well keep the game going. Yeah, it wasn't clearing up. It, it was an absolute, uh, just, just a downpour. And uh, finally, here's one from at Maryland football at Terps football. Script Terps is the best uniform in the country. Facts only. It is a picture of the Maryland Terps uniform with the helmet, the black helmet with the cursive terps on it. Uh, look, everybody loves their own helmets, their own uniforms, and uh wanted to share that. So that's it for our Tuesday tweets. I always love that feature it's one of my, my favorites that we do each and every week. I want to thank you guys for making lockdown Big Ten, your first listen every day. You every day is our next show. We'll have the latest from all the Big Ten camps. We're counting it down, a couple days away from the games. You can still look out for our Lockdown Big Ten Roundtable podcast with other Lockdown podcasters. It's still, uh, still evergreen. It's still good. It's still preseason. So you can check it out. It's called the Ultimate College Football Podcast, and it is out now. Many ways for you to interact with me, of course, at Twitter at Talk Big Ten, and be sure to subscribe. Please, thank you. I would really appreciate it if you get our, our numbers. We're already over three thousand. Thanks to you guys. Let's keep them going. Follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app. And you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. So that uh, that will do it. Again, check out the Ultimate College Football Podcast. In the meantime, can't wait to talk to you again tomorrow. I'm Craig Scheman for Lockdown Big Ten.